0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Green Scene Podcast. I'm Jeremy Safran. TGSP is the top global cannabis podcast. Everyone has questions and we'll cover the stories that matter and showcase the guests who make a difference. This week on TGSP, it's been one hell of a ride in the cannabis space. The cannabis stocks were bounded like crazy today. Bye, bye, bye. Uh, after a brutal seven month long sell off. Sell, sell, sell. We're nearing the end of the third quarter, and cannabis stocks have been lagging. They're among the worst performers on the TSX over the last three months. And with the second wave of legalization less than a month away, can these stocks bounce back? Consolidation is happening, and we've seen a very, very rough market, which, by the way, isn't just affecting this space. And good morning, everybody. We're coming on the air with breaking news. This is the New York Stock Exchange. The trading day is just beginning on Wall Street. And there are fears that the Dow will drop and drop quickly. And we're already seeing that futures over the weekend were down so much that they actually had to put an emergency trigger that stopped trading. And the expectation and fear is that we will see markets in free fall this morning here in the U.S. as they have done in the global markets already today. Let's get right to see. QGSP is going to continue telling inspiring stories, and we're going to continue talking about opportunity. Now, if you've been paying attention to the cannabis space, well, it's been an evolution to say the least. Businesses have had to change their models and goals as the fresh industry matures, and that's exactly what today's company
1: did and why we're featuring them, Mota Ventures. The evolution of Mota, I can still remember the day, Jeremy, walking into the offices, meeting with the team, and just having unbelievable synergy with the people behind the business and what Moda, the vehicle, can do for what myself and my partners brought to the company, and that is a fine-tuned e-commerce engine.
0: It was announced that Ryan Hogan would take over as their CEO in February of 2020, and at the end of this interview, I was impressed with Ryan's experience in building high-value consumer brands. So, who's Ryan? Let's get to know.
1: My personal background, I've been in health equipment, medical devices, natural health products now for really my entire career, which is 18 years now. So I started my first 10 years in health equipment, med devices, had two exits. And that's when I got introduced to B2C e-commerce and started to be exposed to the fast-paced industry. So, really, around that time, around two thousand and eleven, is when um, I got involved in e-commerce. And really, with my partners, we built a very sophisticated engine, basically a CRM with supporting tools to maximize profitability in e-commerce. Because, as you know, anybody who's ever tried to set up a Shopify store, an Etsy store how many people every single year all over the world, thousands likely set up their own online store. They don't know how to do it properly. So we're a well-oiled machine. We understand customer acquisition because that's where it really all starts. So this was really built over several years. As I've been in meetings over the last few months, a lot of people will come to me and they'll say, you're so fortunate to build such an, a large CBD e-commerce business, yeah. which was over 28 million dollars in top-line revenue in 2019, and they say, "Well, you must be fortunate, or you got lucky." And then, no, that's not it at all. Yes, CBD presented a really interesting opportunity in late 2018 in the United States, but we had been preparing, trial, error, in multiple different product verticals for years and years and years to make sure we'd be able to take advantage of this very, very unique opportunity with CBD.
0: Yeah, you did hear that right. Ryan and his team's e-commerce company did $28 million US in top line revenue last year. And that team and company is now Mota. And this year, two months into the year, the company expects those numbers to be higher. Now, the CBD market has been up and down, particularly in the United States. Some states running lab tests, finding little to no CBD in the oil. And that's why people want trusted brands. And most consumers now, because of Amazon, well, they purchase online. But as it turns out, e-commerce is a little more sophisticated than that.
1: You know, in e-commerce, there's so many different inputs to a business that you have to watch. And it's not like my very first business where we were selling medical devices. It was very long cycles. You could take 18 days, 18 weeks to make a decision. In e-commerce, if you wait 18 seconds, you can have a major problem on your hands. So what we've learned is how to hit the right metrics from customer acquisition to make sure that as as you scale, that's where there's the biggest risk in e-commerce. If you scale and you're not watching those inputs and those KPIs, you can have a very, very, very difficult situation on your hands and not be able to maintain your business and maintain that growth. Now, if you can recall, Canopy Growth invested in the CBD
0: wellness space. Some big news today in the cannabis space. Canopy Growth has completed an all-cash deal for a majority stake in a company called BioSteel Sports Nutrition. And there's a ton of interest around the CBD market and the U.S. demand for such a product. Now, Ryan knows this well. He had a health scare back in 2014, and that's when this whole journey to research started for him.
1: Yeah, we only launched towards the end of 2018 when the farm bill was about uh, ready to to be passed. And and me personally, I really got further into natural health products in 2014. I had a personal health scare, and I started using a number of products. CBD is not the only thing. So we made the decision, you know, finally after me pleading, you know, and screaming about CBD with with my, my key partners, that it was time to enter the market. And if we wouldn't, have done it when we did, I think we, we would be further, way further behind than, than we would if we were entering right now. Because as we saw in 2019, people were swarming into the market in the United States. Another
0: big market is Europe, obviously. And according to a new report by the Brightfield Group, the CBD market in Europe is expected to grow over 400% in the next five years. So how do you deliver a product in a time that a consumer wants it?
1: I would say the end of Q3 last year, as I was looking at, okay, we've had a great year, we're having a great year. Where are we going in 2020? Mm-hmm. And Europe is the natural next fit. And like I said earlier, our 99 percent of our sales have been within the United States. But just like how I had to survey the marketplace before we even started our CBD campaign and our brand, Europe is a different animal. There's different regulation. And we know this from the research, but also just in our experience of selling products all over the world. So we've got great experience selling natural health products all over the world, from Western Europe to Australia to South Africa. We have experience to do that, and our technology is really great for that as well. We're able to transact in multi-currencies, we're able to translate There's a lot of things that are already set up. So Europe is a natural fit, but we need a lot of different things to do that. So back to my point, we needed to understand the regulation, which is hard uh, as a private American company, well, a pretty large business for the space, but a private company, we also needed the supply chain. Because in e-commerce, Amazon has ruined everyone's thinking. Everybody wants their product, in two days. Now, in in some areas we're not able to actually do two-day delivery, that's an Amazon effect, but we need to be able to ship the product next day and have that in people's mailboxes or on their doorstep within three to five days, especially when it's a natural health product. Myself as a consumer, if I order a health product online and it's delayed, I get even more irate than if it's a pair of sneakers that I ordered, because I don't really need the sneakers, but I need my health product, I I depend on that. Mm. So that supply chain, which Motor brings as we're becoming really the goal to be a fully vertically integrated CBD business, that's the biggest thing, and that was the biggest barrier of entry that we faced previously to um, this transaction.
0: Now, this is where Ryan plans on another of MOTA's assets to really, really shine bright here. Santa Vita currently retails a range of CBD products in the European market.
1: We have an asset called Santa Vita, which is an established, quite well-respected brand based out of Spain that's transacted in Portugal, Spain, the UK, Germany, as well in a few other countries within the EU. So. The great thing about Satavita being part of the asset is we have a brand that's established. Uh, the novel food application uh, has been uh, started on, which is really great. So the regulation piece has been sorted and we're working down that path to make sure that we're going to be fully compliant in 2021 and beyond. And they, they've they built, they're not as large, obviously, as the U.S. market of what we built. However. They have a supply chain and they're giving us a start to be able to enter that market. So that's really the, the the next step of our vertical integration is working with that asset and then building our supply chain. So where are we going from here? I think you have to look at our track record and look at what we did in such a short period of time and understand that the US market is very vast. And just right there, I feel Moda is a fantastic company with great opportunity, but then being able to translate that beyond into other markets, including Europe. And the other thing is the ability to quickly innovate and take advantage of new product trends, which we're going to be focusing on. So I think it's we're, we're really uniquely positioned in the marketplace where we, we lead with e-commerce but we have the full integration of a supply chain in terms of top-line revenue has drastically increased over the last year.
0: That's the Green Scene Podcast this week. We're so grateful that you took a listen. Also, the Green Scene will continue to cultivate stories in the cannabis space, but beyond that as well. Now, to pitch us an idea, go to com, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us on TGSP this week. We hope you like the show. Don't forget to go to our website, www.thegreenscenepodcast.com, subscribe to us, and rate our podcast. We'll catch you next week.